0: Welcome on to the Backstretch. I'm News 5's Heather Williams, and F1 drivers are one by one, slowly confirming what we already knew. NASCAR is the superior racing series. Of course, I'm joking. All racing series are great. They all have their, their strong points. They all have their weak points, for sure. But I am fascinated now that Jensen Button is going to become yet another F1 driver to dip his toe into the NASCAR world. We had Kimi Raikkonen do it last year. It was amazing. It was, it was great to have that crossover crowd and that crossover appeal. And now Jensen is drive driving, I think that would be a correct way to put it, driving into this opportunity coming up later this year, starting at CODA with Rick Ware Racing. Um Got a chance to sit in on a call with him with a bunch of NASCAR journalists earlier this week. And it was great to see. He's really excited about this opportunity. And that's what I think is cool when... When guys can actually respect and appreciate what guys in other series do, and for the most part, that's true, but not always. Uh, sometimes guys, especially in 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 a, in a series like F one, no offense, but they have a little bit of like a um, superiority complex. F one's hot right now; people are are very excited about F one and what's going on in that series. So, I think it's cool when a when a guy like Jensen, a wants to make the crossover, and B, really loves and respects what's going on in the series and can make that crossover. So I'm really excited to see what he can do. I'm also excited because this week is the first chance that we could get wet racing on an oval track. What are the chances of it raining in the desert? I would say fairly slight in Phoenix, but... Exciting proposition nonetheless. I would love to see what these cars do on a short track oval in the wet tires, wet in quotation marks because not going to see him running the pouring down rain. But it still will be very exciting to see if it actually comes to fruition. All right. A couple of notes here on this week's back stretch. Had some scheduling issues. They were my issues. They were not Chris's issues. But I was not able to to get together with Chris this week to tape our, our weekly TV segment. So Chris won't be joining us on the podcast either because we usually knock those out at the same time. So what I thought I'd do instead is I have my regularly scheduled uh, conversation with the driver. And this week it was a defending Phoenix race winner, Chase Briscoe, and he was great. He goes into a lot of detail about some of the things that are going to be important this week in Phoenix, as well as some of his team's early struggles. I'm also going to play you a little bit of a conversation I had prior to Daytona with defending Truck Series champion Zane Smith. Zane is going to be running in the Cup Series race this week at Phoenix, and so I just figured the, the interview's a little bit old. You're going to hear some references probably to Daytona that are not going to mean a lot now. He did win the race, so there's that, but I just thought it would be a good time to revisit that conversation with Zane because I haven't played it here in the podcast and just let you hear Zane's thoughts going into the season. So busy, busy week, even though we don't have Chris. Let's get it rolling. Chase, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, um, I guess we'll start with this. Uh, the start of the season, I feel like Stuart Haas has had not so great luck uh, to start the season. So, how much do you worry about it? How concerned are you getting? I mean, you guys seem to be running well. You're just not getting finishes. So, when do you start to worry about those kinds of things?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's different, you know, the organization, you know, I would say it's it's all different, right? It, depending on what team you're with, you know, the four cars definitely had some speed, you know, not necessarily the speed that they would probably like to have. You know, the 10 cars, I definitely feel like has been faster than where they finish a lot of the time. And then, you know, for us, for example, in the 14, we just haven't even really have the speed. So for us i would say the the meter is is pretty high uh being concerned you know it's crazy to think you know three weeks into the season you can almost be in a must-win situation already but i I feel like we're kind of already at that point so for us i would say it's it's pretty concerning uh you know and i think a lot of that just goes back to you know how we finished last year you know the expectations you have going into this year you know if we could we felt like if we could start off where we finished last year, we would be, you know, a top five car pretty pretty consistently, and we just haven't really even been a top 20 car. So for us, I would say we're, we're definitely concerned, but, you know, we're still trying to stay positive. You know, this weekend we're going to what is our probably, I would say, as a 14 team, probably our best racetrack. So, uh, hopefully we can kind of you know get that momentum swung in the other direction and kind of build some confidence as a team that's something i feel like we have all struggled just because we haven't had the finishes that we thought we had so we're kind of all down in the dumps together so hopefully we can uh you know get turned turnaround this week and and kind of get our season back kick started
0: you kind of already entered my next question as a team i'm guessing that if you were to pick a racetrack to go to in this kind of feel like you need to perform place Phoenix would no. be that track so what what do you what do you do going into Phoenix not put too much pressure on yourself too because I'm, I'm guessing that's also a concern when you look at the track and think I have to win there
1: yeah I would say you know for us it's you know it's not like it's the same Phoenix that we ran last year and that's the one thing is you know yeah we were really good there last year but you know the car is constantly evolving everybody else is getting better but then you know especially this race it's a whole new package so everything that we
2: learned last year and had a really good baseline for it it, it could not even be close to working and we were the only four team uh
1: i would say out of the like powerhouse organizations that didn't get to go do the test so you know we're already kind of behind in that sense so yeah you know we're just go there and, and try to show up as similar as we were the first two races there and see how different this package is but yeah i I think honestly with everything that has changed there's not a whole lot you can take away from the last two races so hopefully our car is still good we'll find out when we get there but i wouldn't say we would as a team put all of our stock in this race um but yeah we definitely need to go perform um and that's what we're trying to do
0: So to the fans at home, kind of explain what's going to be different this year, because people look at the cars and they look exactly the same. There's no big uh, outward change. So for a fan, what's going to be the biggest difference for these cars at Phoenix this week?
1: Yeah, Phoenix, you know, all the cars this year, all the manufacturers have a little bit different body. You know, f- to the visual eye, like you said, there's not a whole lot you can tell different. But this week, especially, the cars are going to drive totally different. Um, you know, the downforce is, uh, the more downforce you have, the faster you're going to go. And this week at Phoenix, uh, we have, I want to say, 50% less downforce than what we normally would have. So uh, the cars are going to be extremely on edge. We're probably going to be a lot slower uh, at least through the corner than we typically are you're going to be slipping and sliding around a lot more so there's just a lot of variables that are going to be totally different so uh visually you won't tell a whole lot of difference um except for the spoiler on the back of the car is going to be way shorter but all the other changes are all underneath the car so To the visual eye not a lot of difference but behind the steering wheel there's definitely going to be a a whole lot of different you know you're going to be out of the gas a lot more using a lot more brakes like i said you're going to be slipping and sliding around a lot more so it'll just be interesting from our side um you know seeing how different it races so hopefully we can like i said go there and be good but it's definitely going to be different for everybody it's just a matter of who can figure it out the best
0: so it seems like every year everybody has an idea of what this, the points race the standings or who's going to be good is going to be based on how last year finished and then there always seems to be a team that comes and disrupts the whole thing last year it was it was Austin at the 500 this year it seems to be Stenhouse who not only ran the 500 but has run 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 pretty well since then do you guys sit there and count as a team like okay there's one playoff spot gone there's two playoff spots gone do you worry about that especially this early in the season?
1: Yeah, I think so. Especially last year, with how close we were to, uh, to having more than 16 winners, you know. After the 500, I, I told my wife, uh, you know, I was bummed that Ricky won. I was happy for Ricky, like <laughs> as his, as his friend. I was excited that he won, but I was I was bummed from our side of things, just knowing that you know nothing against Ricky, but you know, outside of Daytona Talladega, that team typically doesn't have the speed and. You know, so with him winning one of those races, that takes a playoff spot away. So, um, yeah, for, for me, you know, I was kind of bummed to see that's one less spot that is available. So, uh, you know, if you go to win, though, it doesn't really matter. We just have to win races. But if you are going to point your way in, you definitely don't want to see those kind of one-off winners that you're not used to seeing just because it always takes spots away for you if, if you're trying to, you know, point your way into the playoffs.
0: Um, A lot of talk this week about what happened with Chase. And to me, it seemed like a freak accident. Do you think maybe some people are just overreacting a little bit? Because, I mean, to me, it just seemed like, well, I mean, that could have happened. He could have fallen down the stairs outside of his house and, and done the same thing. Or do you think that this will change the way people look at what you guys do when you're not at the racetrack?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree 100% that it could happen, you know, walking down the stairs. It could happen driving down the road, whatever. I mean, you definitely, you know, when you put yourself at more risk, there's, there's obviously more opportunity to get hurt. But at the same time, I think you have to have a life outside of what we do. You have to be able to go enjoy the things that you enjoy to do. And, you know, I know Chase has is, is always been big into snowboarding and things like that. And that's his way to, you know, reset and recharge his batteries. So uh, I'm sure that it was probably an accident. I'm sure he wasn't jumping, you know, 30 feet in the air, but ha- accidents happen and, I think that you have to be able to to go and and do other things outside of just racing all the time. I mean, it could, like like you said, it could happen doing anything. But you definitely can't just I feel like live life in a bubble just because you're scared to get hurt. Um, so yeah, I think you have to have that. I think if you don't do that mentally, you're just be exhausted and drained, and and then your performance is going to suffer anyways. So yeah, I think. That's the price of going and doing risky things. But at the same time, I'm sure that he wasn't doing anything overly risky. I'm sure he was doing what I felt like was in his comfort zone and,
2: you know, something weird happens.
0: All right. Thanks Sane, for joining us this afternoon.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Um, So first of all, let's talk about the off season. I know it feels like it gets shorter and shorter, but uh, did you have a good off season?
2: I had a great off season, obviously celebrating, uh, our championship on the, in the truck series was a lot of fun. I honestly feel like our off season was busier than our regular season, uh, just with the amount of traveling and uh, an endless celebration, which is a good thing. But um, it was a a great time, and hopefully, uh, get to relive those days again.
0: Do you come off of that high of let, last season? I mean, you won the Daytona the, truck race too. Come down from all that and get ready for this year's, uh, not only the truck race, but you're also running the 500 this year.
2: Yeah, I'll have to uh, qualify into the 500. Will I feel like I have a, a decent shot, but um, you never know what's going to uh, happen at Daytona. But I'm obviously super excited on the on the truck stuff. Um, I feel like I have came down from the high there. Um, I, I feel like we just have... Uh, a lot of work to do to defend this title um i feel like we had a a great year last year with the most wins most laps led regular season champion and obviously winning the championship but um i feel like there's more room for for race wins uh this year and so um that's our goal obviously uh you got to get in the playoffs to win the championship first so um that's our main goal but uh, on the the cup side i feel like it'll be a a great year of of learning and um, hopefully proving that I belong on Sunday.
0: So speaking of that, I mean it's got to give you a little bit of confidence going in. I know you have to qualify, but um, knowing that you have a teammate that's won it, you were, are driving for a team that has gotten three teams into the five hundred before. So I mean it seems like all the pieces are there for you to have a successful weekend.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I, I feel like um, just at, at the super speedways. Um, the, there's only the driver can only do so much. The car is about 95% of it in qualifying. And then, uh, the duels. it's up to the driver. So, uh, this year it's, it's a lot different with the amount of people that are trying to get into the 500 for one and our first lap. Now it's not pretty much a week of practice. Our first lap is qualifying. And so, uh, that'll go by quick. And then pretty much the first uh, lap will be, uh, after that will be in the duels, And so, um, I, I mean, I'm I'm ready for it, uh, but but it'll be a, a great experience regardless. And then um, we'll be racing the truck Friday night and, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, leave Daytona with a trophy or two.
0: Do you think that that limited practice is an advantage or a disadvantage for you? Because I can see it both ways, right? I can see, I mean, you've run the truck, you've run Daytona, so you have more experience than some of the guys trying to get into this. But also, you are still a rookie. So, I mean, there is some disadvantage as far as jumping in the cup car
2: yeah i mean definitely i think it's a disadvantage uh i know that this new cup car is, is new for everyone but um the guys last year that they got to uh experience a year of it 38 weekends of it um just i can't imagine how far that went and so just from my little experience that i got to do for rfk racing um at gateway uh, last year for philly and for chris busher uh, I feel like that three hundred something mile race went so far, apart. and so, um, I'm I'm excited for how much I'm going to learn this year, and um, and see how we end up.
0: On the truck side, what do you guys have? Not just you, but the series as a whole for an encore. I feel like the truck series was so entertaining last year. There were so many cars that were good that that battled great finishes. Um do you feel like there's a lot? I mean everybody talked about the cup series, but I feel like the truck series was every bit as entertaining last year.
2: Yeah, what's what's really funny is I swear at about 90% of the people that come up to me, uh, will always tell me whether it's at the fan zone, at the racetrack, wherever it may be, uh, they'll always say, Man, the the, uh Friday night truck race was my favorite race of the weekend. And so um, it's so cool to hear. I, I remember when I wasn't racing the truck series when I was in Xfinity for a little bit, um, I would always love watching the truck races Friday night. I just felt like they are so exciting. Um, it's just a, a group of drivers that are trying to prove themselves and battling for a, a spot to race on Sunday. And so I feel like that's what makes it super exciting. Um, obviously a lot of us are really just a, a close battle. Um, the trucks are, are fun to drive as well. So, um, it's, uh, it, I'm, I'm happy. I'm I'm finally a champion in it now. And, um, I feel like I've, I grew up watching the truck series and, um, dreaming of competing in it one day and I never really saw myself as a champion in it one day. So, um, it's a huge weight off my shoulders and, uh, I'm, I'm excited for another year of it. And, um, Hopefully adding some some more uh well now Craftsman Truck Series trophies uh to the office.
0: So guys coming up, the younger guys, there seems to be a couple of different approaches to how guys race. You seem to be a guy that 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 will race you hard, but race you clean and kind of race you the way you're being raced. Then there's other guys that just bowl through there and roll over everyone and and kind of just take whatever. How did you end up in your style of racing? Is it experience because you are uh now getting to be a, a little bit more of experienced driver or is it just you've always been that way you race the way you're raised.
2: yeah i mean i i try to race people the, the way i want to be raced um obviously we we race differently around people that that we know they're going to race us <laughs> um so yeah i mean it's a it's a battle it's um i talk to people that that are big uh football or, or baseball um Fans and uh, and they are they don't really know so much about about NASCAR and so uh, the best way I try to explain it is each team has so many players um, in in regular sports but in NASCAR um, there's forty seats at a table and uh, the table's taken for a, a while so um, you really got to prove uh, a lot. Not only winning, but I feel like just it takes everything to really get a seat there and um, and a good one when I say that. And so uh, I just try to be the best I can in all areas and um, I'll race hard and I'll do whatever it takes to win. But um, obviously, I want to do it the right way. And that definitely comes first.
0: Final question. This is the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. Do you have a favorite moment, whether it be something you saw at the track or maybe something from the history books that you watched on YouTube or something like that? What's your favorite moment?
2: There's so many. Um, Obviously, I feel like what happened last year will uh, go down in the record books of just all the crazy moments of this new car and what it provided. But um, I don't know. For me, I'm I'm personally a, a Jimmy Johnson fan. I was growing up and it's still him. And I feel like, um, he's just kind of the goat of our sport in a way. And so, uh, I remember, I think I was racing, uh, a legend car somewhere and we're in our motorhome and, um, just a local short track. And we were watching on the TV there, uh, at the motorhome and watching Jimmy capture his seventh championship. And he didn't run great throughout that day, but he was there at the end of the race. And, um, and to win your seventh championship to wrap my head around that. And after I've just captured one, um, <laughs> and it's, it's so hard to, uh, to believe what he did in this sport. And so, um, he, he's just a, a legend of our sport and, um, an insanely nice person, uh, always there to, to help out. And so it's, it's really cool to see him back in the sport with, um, his team now. And, And uh, it's just, it's a lot of cool things going on in our sport and um, happens to be on the 75th anniversary. So that's uh, pretty special.
0: So for my final thought today, I want to talk about the Chevy Advantage. I think it's pretty glaring three races into the season are pretty obvious that, that Chevy has something that the other teams don't have. They won all three points races in the Cup Series so far this season with Ricky Stanhouse Jr., Kyle Bush, and William Byron. Uh, they have the poll this week in Phoenix in Kyle Larson. And just generally, they've looked really strong to start the season. So I know that the Fords and the Toyotas have been lobbying a little bit for some adjustments to try to close that gap that seems to be developing for the Chevys. But the next-gen car, I don't know. You know, it's it's hard to say because the cars are pretty similar, although, of course, manufacturing differences, there are going to be some inherent differences. But, um, you know, honestly, it could be just as much... The drivers as the manufacturers. I mean, Kyle Busch was in a Toyota last year. Um, he won. He could have eas- This could have easily been a Toyota win. Um, but it's interesting. It's definitely going to be something to watch as the season develops. You know, how dominant will Chevy get? They obviously have more cars as well than the Toyotas or the Fords as an individual group. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the year develops, but something to keep your eye on, especially if a a Chevy comes out and wins again this week and makes it four in a row. That will do it for this week's edition of The Backstretch. We'll see you next week.